really be there and help people in business and especially women in business transform and grow and, you know, flourish into something beyond the business. Welcome to the Phase 4 Podcast, inspired by Vishen Lakhiani and Ajit Nawalkar, co-founders of Evercoach, a division of Vine Valley. In this podcast, we speak to coaches and creatives about where they were, where they are, and where they are going. This is the intersection of what we focus on expands, and your story is your superpower. My guest today is Natasha. She's a heart-centered leader, and she currently has 70 people working under her. She's been a chief of staff for C-suite execs. She's been marketing director, and all of this in a Fortune 100 company. On top of that, she's just a beautiful soul, and I'm grateful to have her on the podcast today. Natasha, welcome. Great to be there, and I'm honored that I got invited, especially from you, to join you in the conversation. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so we have a bunch of stuff in common, too. We we both have experience in our history with chronic pain, maybe from different angles. Um, and we're both contributors to the Soul Soup for Coaches collective project of books that was born from the life ex- and the histories of the students of the Mind Valley Life and Business Coaching Students of 2022. So ready? I usually start with like before we got to Mind Valley, before we got to CLC, kind of where you were before that, that kind of led you towards that. So um yeah, well, um to me maybe this conversation will sound familiar because I recently had a similar questions uh, and a similar because so if I'm repeating to myself, I hopefully not repeating to you. Um to from what I actually understood talking with the different peers in our cohort, uh, my um, my journey of entering into it was actually quite different. It was not raised by the the challenge itself and wanted to overcome. Actually, I, I was somehow in a realization of what I would like to be in future. And uh, I realized from the position that I was uh, at that point of time in, uh, that uh, actually that would be something that would really inspire me, you know, to really be there and help people in business and especially women in business transform and grow and, you know, flourish into something beyond the business. So to transcend uh, them, so they have a benefit in business, but also they have a benefit in a private life. And somehow this crystallized in my head, like, huh, this is what I want to become, like, long term. I even openly voiced it out and I guess the universe always listens <laughs> and somehow then I got um whether it was an email whether it was an ad you know artificial intelligence knows us so well uh <laughs> or not I don't know uh so I got this call like for well, to join the the ever coach like uh, many of us um, and I'm also part of Mind Valley like membership communities so I kind of I knew what I can expect and I decided to take this leap and say, okay, well, this is a sign. Uh, let me embark on this journey. That was the, you know, life coach uh, certification uh, that kicked off. So it was really co- like a kind of a fortunate coincidence of thinking, okay, wow, this is what I want to 
do in life in future and then it just evolved from there i love that yeah it's um one thing i notice about some of the best speakers in the world is that they do repeat the same story and i'll, I'll watch them on different podcasts over the years and it's like i know what they're going to say but i still want to hear it again so that's a good way to practice your story and yeah, the email, the email keeps coming up again and again. Everyone gets this email at the perfect time and the AI does know. I was at my buddy's house who never even heard of life coaching and I was talking to him about life coaching one day. We're just sitting around talking. All of a sudden, a couple of days later, he starts telling me all the ads on his computer come up and they're talking about life coaching. They're really funny. They're saying they're not a thing. Yeah. And I love part of your story. What I love is like, you're a power player. Like as far, like you're a woman leader, entrepreneur, and you're kicking butt. And I love it. And I think it's so powerful because like you said, some people, I came towards my Valley through trauma and not everyone, most people do, not most people do, but some people come towards my Valley that way. But for you, it sounds like it was different. And so you, so now we're at Mind Valley. And so what is your experience with the certification that we took together? Listen, I, I did have some expectations, right? But I think in some of the, um, some actually very, uh, very many ends of this, uh, I think exceeded in a way, but not in the areas that you would usually expect from the certification, right? Usually you expect to get a diploma, to get the points, you belong to some community, you can put it in your pocket and earn something from it. But my experience with the certification was actually like, you know, talking about those challenges that were not there. Like when I enter into the certification, it's like by the rule of the business case studies, because we needed to practice every week. I actually started getting the challenges. And, you know, somehow this coaching uh, pods that we had uh, helped me to go through those challenges. And through this, I actually earned a lot of people that I can really trust and, you know, to some extent, call friends and really rely on even, you know, to the point I can call them today and you pour my heart out and my soul out. And this is something that you don't expect from certification, right? Certification sounds like super dry yeah we go to school we learn we sit to do it but you don't expect out of it you know getting the community and i had really pretty tough things going on that i never expected i will go through uh privately and professionally and if there were no those people those beautiful people that you know sometimes they're randomly like put in the pod with you that like you know they're taking you out like here and okay you cannot see it right this is like a audio uh podcast but like imagine me taking myself as a neck and taking me out from the deep waters so it was amazing to see this collective uh support unconditional support and love i also what I didn't expect is the soulful element to it. I think we had the different coaches, right? We had, you know, Sid that is totally different to, uh, you know, um, to, to, the, to the rest, like, or soda, you know. But uh, you wouldn't expect heart-centered conversation like we had uh, with Mrs. Fee, right? 
So it was uh, it was unexpected, but it was also super welcoming for me because it gave me a proof point that what I did um, unconsciously and intuitively in past. Because I did my kind of a fair share of coaching, mentoring in a sense that you, when you're in a big organization, you always have a mentor or mentee, and then you try to help out people. So I was doing some different like modus, like Tata healing here, that, and like I was building my own uh, approach to it, how I can help people heal in a, in a different ways. Uh, and this was like a proof point. Aha, you can do it like that. You can add meditation to it. Like, like we started, you know, before this podcast, you ask me, okay, do you meditate? Are you okay with that? Right. I was always asking myself, hmm, like, did well, did, you know, will they see me as a cuckoo? Like, you know, like I have a, no, a business person and going to, you know, the, the mentoring coaching session and like, you know, she's like, oh, let's breathe in, breathe out, close your eyes. Like how they will view that and uh, it actually was a proof point that uh something really okay <laughs> to start with right that is the second point and then the third point like i think also this uh, collective element of writing a book that was uh amazingly you know uh uh led and still <laughs> you know led by by beautiful ladies mika noeli and the rest of the community that are you know you're pouring your soul into it. Like you're really super vulnerable, you know, putting it on a paper and publishing it first on like in a digital form now for what they saw recently, you know, I nearly need to pick this up, like somehow to get the hard copy, also in a hard copy form and, and, and give it out to the world. So, you know, among all the amazing things that certification provided, these three were the one that I least expected, but then the one that I cherished most. That's amazing. So you finished kind of by saying vulnerable was the word. And at the very beginning of it, you were saying, oh, you didn't expect it. And so all of that stuff all comes from being vulnerable. I didn't expect it at all. I was going for the certification. I knew it was coming from like two years ago when the email came. Yeah, no problem. I forgot about the community aspect and I didn't realize the practice pods, like you say, going into those groups, talking about stuff, stuff comes up that I didn't even know was there. Maybe from when I was 10, 20, whatever, right? But stuff comes up and you get to work through your own stuff. And then one one thing you just said about the coaches is it's so beautiful because you have like Fran is like, she's upbeat, so much energy, right? And then Sid is more laid back. And, and then Suda is like a mix of the middle of the two of them. So... I think that's amazing. I love also that um, the idea that I feel, I felt the same way. Like when I talk about, and it's still actually, when I talk about meditation with certain people in my lives, they look at me like I'm crazy, right? Or even just some stories that happen from intuition, from intention, and they think I'm crazy. But then where you're coming from as far as working at a Fortune 100 company, and you see at like someone like Steve Jobs at his funeral, he gives out the book, Autobiography of a Yogi. And you realize, like, I forget the percentage, but it's something really high, definitely way above 50 of Fortune 500 companies that practice meditation, that have a mindfulness division. And so it's coming and it's it's, it's already here, but it's just going to get bigger and bigger and better. Um, I would love to turn towards your stories because I got the two books here and they're both 
amazing. So what do you, would you like to talk about your story? Yes, of course. Uh, you will just need to, uh, remind me a bit. I know that the, the, uh, you know, the first one is really about the kind of almost 15 steps of uh, my experience, the collective experiences, uh, that made me who I am, but also made me, um, able to coach from a disparate, this different aspect. Um, the other one is about becoming, you know, not knowing, uh, that you are something that you already are until you have, you uh, know, valid proof point. So yes, absolutely. But you have any, any elements of the story that, uh, you love or we can I do. I like, it's very poetic and it's written very well the way it's like you use metaphors and like paving the way and the 15, like you lay it out perfect. Here's 15 steps, bam, 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 and try and I noticed with um, whoever writes two stories, it is like that. The first one seems to be like that, that the second one is more about becoming. And so they're kind of a merge. I'm not sure if I have an actual question about your story. I just, I love them. And I think they're just beautiful. Yeah. And so I noticed too, like once you write the first, not you, everybody, it's like, okay, I want to write more. I want to do more and more and more. So. Yeah, I think there's like 10 more ebooks or seven ebooks lined up for next year on different topics, which is very fun. One of them's parenting. Maybe, maybe that would interest you. That would be amazing one, actually. I need to catch up on this. Like, um, listen, but if I can reflect on the stories, what I like about the first one, for example, where I'm putting this 15 selected experiences out of many, uh, the, the point that I was trying to make in this story is that you can always look at uh, the things one way or another, right? You can look at things in a in a very dark way, thinking, you know, okay, what the hell has gone with my life and why me? Or you can say, okay, this is happening for a reason. And this thing that I experience now actually is helping me to become who I am. So the story was written in a way, okay, so there were some tough stuff in my life and my childhood is primarily, but they were all happening for a reason. And I see the value in each of those. And I choose to, you know, depict and explain what exact value from this specific uh, occasion or event or even the longer period is for me and how this can contribute then to anybody that I interact with and have a pleasure or have an honor to, to help or support or guide. It's very different. Like there is like one of the experiences, I will not go into detail which one that I actually had during this coaching certification. Um, and, uh, you know, that's a very particular experience that only women can experience. And that's not a pleasant one. Let me put it that way. Um, uh, I wouldn't know how I would approach to any of women that went through this or, or will go through that in my organization, in my team outside, if I haven't went through it, so even this kind of a painful experience that, you know, People can, you know, again, say, why me, why happened there? I actually found the, the ways why actually this is good and that I can be even more empathetic now towards women that uh, went through that. 
And it's the same event, right? It's just the way you reframe it. And I, I was a guy, like my story, and it probably made it worse because I kept going, why me? Why me? And one day I stood up and said, why not me? And I changed the whole story. There's a quote from John Milton in Paradise Lost. It says, the mind is its own place and in itself can make a heaven of hell or a hell of heaven. And it's so true. And so that just shows the power, like the strength that you have, the character and the resolve you have. And anyone who reads your story will see like you grew up real fast at a very young age and you had to take on a lot more responsibilities than a young girl should. And so like you just summarize it perfect that that is what makes you who you are and the way you look at it actually helps you. And the more I look back at my own story, the more I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize that actually helped me now here and certain parts of it, right? Yes. But I think one of the critical elements also for me to be able to look at things differently was really this um, focal point of understanding, okay, I need to do something different about myself. Um, and I remember, I think maybe, ah, this is in my book, <laughs> they're still writing, and then they wrote it forward. Um, you know, I was having one point that everything was going great. Like, you know, career was there, like, you know, all the stories there from the, from the book were, were already happened, but like at this point of time, everything was going great. Like money was there, you know, secure job, you know, home, everything, you know. But something just didn't feel right. I didn't feel well. And I said, like, I really need, like, that's not okay. I shouldn't feel like this. I need to understand why. And, you know, the part of realization was that, like, I was very young exposed that, you know, somehow some doctor can help you with. Like, you know, I had some asthma seizures. Then I went there. They thought it's asthma. But doctor was actually somebody that was also trained in neuropsychiatry. And she understood, actually, that's not asthma that's connected the things and she helped me process some of the things from the past i was like very young it was like 15. my dad was like totally like ah you know like you were telling me i don't know how to parent right so, so the doctor like, but i loved it and then unfortunately like the war came in into our country and we started with our country was bombarded and also i stopped going there and i forgot that i forgot that the only thing i remembered like i'm okay you're okay this book that she was like preaching on and she was also having this element of like, you know, let's connect, let's connect to your aura, let's see, it's like the different techniques. And it's like a traditional doctor, like in a very small country in the Europe, like it's not like advanced thing. And then years back, I was thinking, okay, guys, something is wrong. I really need to, to do something about it. And I asked like friends, they recommended some like a fancy psychiatrist. Like I went there, I was talking, talking, talking. And she's like, mm -hmm, your hour, buy, pay me. And I was like, this doesn't work. Like I, I, I don't like this chemistry. And then, you know, year after some things again happened in life. And I got recommendation for totally like a different way of uh, healing in a way. This is how I got uh, into Theta Healing because my first coach, real coach that really helped me transform. And it took us years of conversations and downloading and like cleaning. She brought me, you know, into the stage that I could look at the world differently. And this is where I also realized the power of, you know, we can call it whatever, but it's also part of the coaching. 
it's really, you know, one way of coaching, you know. So this is why I realized like that you can help people transcend. You can help people, you know, totally transform themselves. And my life did transform from that point onwards. I love it. One thing that's just coming up right now, and I'm not sure if I ever realized it before, is that like when you go to the psychiatrist or you go to the doctors, there's a supposition that something's wrong. And like that might not be the case. It's the way we were looking at it, right? And so once you flip the script, it changes everything. You also reminded me of a movie I saw when I was younger. It's called Requiem for a Dream. Oh, and there's, yeah. there's a scene where the doctor, like the kids there crying, pouring out his heart, and the doctor just comes in, grabs the clipboard, here's fills out this prescription, here you go, and keeps going. And it's just like <laughs> that's what it is, right? Um, and so theta healing. Um I do auto hypnosis at nighttime. I'm not sure if it's the same thing, but it's kind of like when you're in that theta state, you can just drop in new programs and get rid of the old programs and switch out. And you could do it some things in a matter of minutes. Um, K, site K is one of the modalities where within 10 minutes you can change this. And as I'm saying this, it's making me think of Bruce Lipton, who is associated with Dr. Joe Dispenza and Greg Braden. They're called the Three Amigos. And I saw some video you posted in a Telegram group about uh, Greg Braden, and I love all three of those men. So do you do you know the, all of these guys? Yes, actually, I, I think I do have a book from Bruce Lipton. Um, I started reading it, but then Joe Dispenza took over. Uh, Greg guy, I follow mainly through YouTube, and recently I subscribed to Gaia uh, because I really wanted to to learn uh, more, really, but from Greg, Greg, but also from uh, Joe Dispenza, and to you know to understand what I'm getting into. Uh, but uh, they're like really like cool guys, you know. And what I find uh, interesting, you know, you said authentic healing, auto hypnosis. To me, the more I learn and read and try to, uh, you know, find a different knowledge about the different topics, because, you know, I also like, you know, I read genetics, like to understand, okay, how genes work out. And, you know, because in Tata, there is some part you, you think of genes. And I was like, I cannot think of genes if I don't understand, you know, telomeres and how it goes, you know, let me remind myself. So I do it in different things, like, and then I, I realized, like, in the end, everything is connected and it's a, a big, maybe different side of the scene. If you would like to have a prism and something in between, like, and, and this light is reflected, like, if you see it from there, like, it's a religious thing, right? If you see it from that end, somebody will say it's a hypnosis. Like, but the way they talk, for example, Greg talks about this, like, forgotten uh, part of the Bible with the, you know, Essentially, about heart uh, and brain coherence, uh, like the importance of connecting, you know, thoughts with the feelings and, and, and understanding that it's already done. You know, that has exactly the same element, right? Uh, to the point that, like, even like in the, if you look at the priests in, in church when they're doing this, like, you know, I don't know how it's called, but like with this, like, plants, whatever, they're doing something not that religious to, to know, like, uh, but, you know, the, the moves of the hands are similar to some other rituals 
or then when you go and listen to the, the Joe Dispenza's podcast and, and the way he painted out totally from scientific angle and how and all the organs and bodies functioning, you know, in the end, everything points out to the same, right? How you, you connect everything within yourself in a one beautiful picture is just different way to articulate. It can be Ayurveda, it can be yoga, it can be whatever for some other people. And I'm talking here about yoga, not about the movement, but a bit broader perspective. So I found it more and more interconnected and the translation is a bit different, right? Tai Chi also, like if you think from the energy perspective, then you go to duality, you know, how you, you know, and I'm now even working with my hands to feel it, right? So it's um, amazing how connected it is and how people found the different languages to express the things. So you can speak to different people and you can, you know, relate to different people, but they're actually delivering on the same. I hope that it makes sense. Like to me, kind of it does, but perfect. I would need to more elaborate. Uh, no, that makes perfect sense. So like... Um... What's what I see happening is that science is now like almost like a new religion, but science is confirming kind of what the other religions have been saying the whole time. And and yoga, not the stretching, but yoga, like you're talking about, it's like how did these dudes have this knowledge so back so long ago that science is now confirming almost all of the stuff that they've been saying for thousands of years. Um, now, like it's a bit maybe. A different point of view but we always like discuss with my with my husband like how smart it is some elements from the muslim religion like when it comes to you know how movement is important like they have the prayer very frequently in a day it's actually fantastic because it gets your body flow right so just to be fair it's not only you know about christianity or buddhism or like it's a cross there are some bits and pieces of relevant information that may be in the other angles of, of uh, the dogmas got, um, you know, different, uh, different shape. Right. It's, um, are you taking positive intelligence? Did you do positive intelligence? No, I didn't join that. Uh, it was like, oh, I did too much on the, on the plate. They have a thing where you do reps, like it takes two minutes, but you do it every throughout the day, just kind of get present again. But it's, it kind of reminded me when I first heard it, that he wants you to do it all throughout the day of. Uh, Muslims pray five times a day like that. Um, and I think then, so Greg Braden, Dr. Joe, first of all, is Joe Dispenza. He's the best at just making it simple to understand, right? And so you said you have Gaia. So his show on Gaia yeah. is, it's pretty much the book becoming supernatural. Exactly. It's a, a, a rewired series, right? Yeah. Rewired. Yeah, yeah. And so that's pretty much the book I was telling you about. Um but the three of them, they all, and Bruce Lipton's book is called The Biology of Belief, where he explains it, how he took stem cells, and he's saying how it's the environment, not just like your genes are a part of it, but you're not stuck like that forever, and it's the environment. You don't like what you're doing, change the environment, right? And the the simplest test that I always give people for this is turn on a radio station to, like, say the worst music that you don't like and feel how your body kind of is like, and then turn it to different station and so we're like that too we can change the frequency and then um the greg braden he's just 
he does marry the science and the spirituality so well. All three of them actually were coming to Ottawa about four hours from Toronto. Um, in 2020, I was supposed to go see them in June. And it was called the Science and Spirituality Conference. And we all know what happened there. Um, and just for your information, not this, actually anybody who's listening. So Gaia, you said you have Gaia. So Regina Meredith, I forget the, the name of her show, but she's got a fascinating show on there. Um, oh, and she's really spiritual. She was like, same thing. She she was this had all the money, the success, the career. She was a, a sports reporter when she was young. She got everything she wanted, and then she didn't feel it. And then she always felt like there was something else, right, deeper. And she was more spiritual, that energy kind of world we're talking about a little bit. And then she went to that, and then her whole life just got even better. So uh, that's intuition when you feel it, listen to it. And so. This is the phase four podcast and phase four in the six phase meditation is all about creating your future three years out. So where's Natasha three years from today? Ooh, uh, that's an excellent question. Um, somewhere new. Somewhere new that evolve, oh adopt, expand. Listen, um, I know that like at one part of our um, let's a community exercise we did our vision boards and cetera, I can say well, one thing for now that like you know some things are coming there in place. <laughs> can say a bit more uh, months ahead, uh, but there are some sequencing and priorities into my vision board. So one of them is the book. I, you know, I kind of progressed it until the September. Then, you know, I had a change of job. Um, I rejoined and I was half of my old team, half of a new team, I expanded the team. So, you know, this um, put a bit of hold, but as I, I talked to, you know, Carla, and I think she's our joint friend, um, I posed it for a reason, like, because I want to do things differently now. And I want to showcase that you can do things differently, that you can do it in a slower pace in a very fast industry and that you can do it in a smart way versus hard way you know i kind of realized that i don't like this hard work you know we work hard no we, we work smart so this is why you know i put kind of okay let me smart work here to close this chapter and showcase it's possible do some other things from my uh, vision board uh, successfully and, uh, you know, I, I know that book will come. What's next? I know it will be new and exciting and uh, it will be totally life-changing uh, for us as a family. But what it is, I don't know. And actually, I'm very comfortable with not knowing. Um, I just, you know, I'm working now on what, right? I don't want to work on how and I think that's the recipe for success done. If we ask those authors that they talked about, right? Uh, so what needs to be crystallized beyond this uh, vision board? Uh, because they realize that I don't want to be coach, coach only. I like this multifaceted way of doing things. I like leading projects. I like working with people, inspiring, inspiring them. I like, uh, you know, coaching them, mentoring them, but I don't see it though. And I think now it's crystal clear. Uh, that is like my 100% only do that job. So I know that future will be uh, 
different in the portfolio of things that I will be doing, tens of the way, uh, how and when and, and where, I don't have a clue. <laughs> That's awesome. I love the honesty in your answer. Um, I know you kind of been talking about your team and I'm wondering how do they receive the teaching that you bring to it from this angle? Uh, the, the beauty of the uh, situation where I am now is that team knows me from a year ago. Then we had the pause and I am back and, and they really can see the difference, especially those that were really it works with me closely, like, uh, and uh, I do believe that it's a big contribution, okay, experiences that they gained throughout the year, but also um, the coaching element, because it was also life coaching and then business coaching, with all the certification and all those other quests in between latest to be a duality. Uh, but I really, really uh, I try to embed those things in, in my life to the way that we are now, you know, tailoring something to the team uh, uh, that will be more of a, this kind of, a, let's go spiritually in a team building, let's go kayaking. <laughs> let's do it. So we are kind of, uh, you know, I will test the waters because I feel that female team, part of the team is, whoa, great. The guys are like, Okay, as long as we don't what they said, as long as we will not do this like a, they call it spaghi, like we would call spaga. I don't know how it is in the in the in English, but it's like you know stretching your legs like fully. <laughs> so, so I said no, 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 we will not do that. So I I do see the difference, um, and I do you know I do see that it's also you know acknowledged by my peers and and by my boss. Um, as they know, like I'm a very fast person, speedy person, and but I realize that not necessarily that can be a good thing. So I'm really intentionally pausing <laughs> in the things that I'm doing. Love it. So less is more. Slow down to speed up is what I'm hearing. And so you did just say duality. I would ask my next question would be, what kind of My Valley quests, authors, or certifications do you love the most and why? Listen, what hooked me to the Mind Valley was uh, Christy Marie Sheldon uh, because uh, it was, uh, it was, you know, something that sounded familiar. Right? I know we were, we were driving from one country to another. At one point, my kid has some surgeries, so we were, you know, and it was a COVID time, so we were not flying. And I was listening to, you know, to seminar it was like a master mastermind seminar with her and ambition and i realized how similar it is with tata and because my tata lady back in my home country i said like listen let me let me try it out and the, the way i was especially back then i'm like okay let's do it all like all in like not one and it was like the time actually that Marie Christie showed that we need to pay for it. Now it's free, right? So guys, you know, who is listening, go for it. Um, I paid for it. I was not part of the Mind Valley yet. And I was like, uh, wow, wow that, I like it. It's actually so many connections. Like what I was discussing before, things are so connected yet different. But, you know, the point somehow is the same. So I was 
listening to it, listening and listening and listening to the point that sometimes I will listen for four or five recordings before the night. And uh, I realized uh, one big change, and it's a very important change. It's a physical change. This is how I realize it. Um, for years, like I had like a, such a stiff muscles in my uh, back, upper back. Especially left left side to the point that I had like uh, you know, kind of a temporary paralysis. I had to get like this injection, etc. So to to release, and of course medicaments with that. It was not happening often, but when it happened, like you you know you you're stuck, and um, I, of course it was connected to stress. But whenever you know I tried to release it, go to gym, you know you know trainer would just feel it as like wow you have like a like a hell of a muscle there is like a rock, you know, no way that we can do anything about it, right? So there was one night I was listening all those stuff. Fortunately, I listened that much that I don't know which one worked. But next morning, I didn't have any stiffness. Any stiffness. Like it was just released. And I was like, whoa, 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 hell. Like I asked my husband, like, and he's like, you know, very pragmatic, rational guy, you know, he was like, ah, oh, yeah. Most probably is from that reason, right? Now, you know, so I thought, but there is nothing, you know, there was trainers that were telling me for years, no way you will get rid of it. What to do it? Like, I don't, I don't have it anymore. Yeah, I have somebody, sometimes sore back, etc. It's posture related, right? And sipping too much, it's gone. This rock was gone. And I was like, wow, this is good. Uh, because, you know, how you know things need to clear out and i was like listening to us i said okay i need to stop for things to pass and then you know things start uh, to get normal again and this is where i get hooked out maybe there is something else cool there and i I took the membership and then i started like the next thing for me was like really about constant parenting so dr shifali and you know i really love um her take on uh you know how we need to behave as a parent and how the things are actually, you know, about us cleaning what's in us, right? Rather than, you know, trashing it on kids. And a lot of these elements of the little kids in this section of the little kids and then the rest follow. Like, uh, I did multiple things uh, because they have kind of a multiple interest. The duality is just one of the last ones, but I, I'm I am actually very interested in the energy thing. I do feel that I have, like all of us, but you know, somehow we always believe we have this gift um, uh, when it comes to the energy. But also I have um, gift. I cannot say those. I would like to say it curse, but in the lack of the better word. It's like, uh, for me is, uh, you know, I'm so energetic that my energy can inspire, but my energy can fire. <laughs> oh. So, you know, and I know that uh, I need to learn the ways how to handle that, right? Because it can explode. So this is why I'm also interested into into the energy field. This is why I would like to understand more about Tai Chi and, you know, Qigong and, um, all, all um, elements that are related to the energy. As I feel it, I can feel it, right? Yeah. Sometimes, well, don't say that you're feeling it. Like, you know, if you talk with my heart, like, sometimes say that you're feeling it. Like, you know, people will look at you. Guys, we're all energy, right? 
Yeah. And it's not a gift. It's just a skill that you've developed because you've practiced it over and over again. And it goes back to Dr. Joe. He always talks about cause and effect, right? Where like Newton figured out gravity because the apple fell out of the tree and caused the, the cause it was the apple falling and the effect is like it stays on the ground. And Dr. Joe says the other way, like instead of cause and effect, causing an effect where in the energy world, you go to a place of nowhere, no place, no space, no one, no time, nobody, you become nothing. You can't bring your problems to that world. You got to leave them and just go into a black void. And from there you can create and you're not going anywhere. And then what happens is you start attracting things towards you. So instead of waiting for a cause and effect outside, you're doing it inside. And so both of them are important because yeah, you got to come out of that and then you got to go and do the things that you try to create. So that's the cause and effect, but causing an effect is when you're doing it in the energetic world. And I think the whole Mind Valley community, it, it's no surprise that you tell me duality and Christine Marie Sheldon, because everyone I talk to and ask, what's your favorite? Always it's an energy. It doesn't, it's usually duality or silver method, but it's always an energy one. And so it just shows that like, yeah. And the proof is that it's not that you read it in a book. It's that you learn these tools, you practice them, and then you see what's happening in your life because of the work that you've done. And so that becomes the evidence and which makes you want to just keep doing more and more. Is there any other quests or authors that you like that you've tried or? Mm, yes, I did. I did uh, a lot of them. Like I, I like the wild fit because, uh, but wild fit again, I, 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 I tried it out for the different reasons. <laughs> like usually I didn't have any, any issue with the weight and said that actually uh, my husband has multiple conditions, like, you know, through, throughout his life, he, you know, he thought he's a, you know, lactose intolerant, then uh, gluten intolerant, then he realized it's actually the low FODMAP thing. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like he knows now, like, uh, you know, if I eat quarter of a banana, like, I will be okay. If I eat half of a banana, I will not be okay And what he can. And I was like, like looking at him and I was like, Jesus Christ, I can eat a rock. I didn't even know, like, if I would feel something, right? So I was like, I want to learn, right? And and then, of course, you know, Wild Fit uh, was an option there. So I actually really learned and enrolled just to, you know, learn something different, you know, uh, and, and that was for me a revelation because I felt it like throughout those 12 weeks, how actually even I that like, I was like, nobody will say I was uh, overweight, you know, they will call me even skinny, but I had this like, you know, strapped like a tummy, like you always get it there. I, I, you know, my arms were a bit like, overall, I'm skinny. Like, you know, if you ask somebody that, you know, and like, it's like a bumpy legs, you know, bumpy ears, like four, like, you are not. But after this wild fit, you really learn there is something to lose, right? And, you know, it, the first time ever I, I could see my abs or I, like, you know, feel that I have flat tummy, uh, you know, not eating like, you know, and I was eating pizza five, mi five minutes after I was having five months of belly pregnancy. Like, I, you know, this was my reaction to, to pizza before. And this was not happening now for the first time. So I really liked it from, from the perspective of what you learn about, uh, you know, how, how our habits are so wrong. 
right? Like, you know, and I can connect connected that because I was uh, uh, listening to this very short um, uh, quest, which is Immunity Blueprint, also by Eric. Um, that is super cool, simple to, you know, and and, and, and really just through, uh, you know, so, so simple things that you never thought, think about it. Like, you know, why air? Why water? You know, why movement? Why, why sun? You know, until he comes to why eating. So it's, it's a fantastic thing. And, and then led me also to be kind of, a, you know, this pilot, second pilot, but it's outside of mine, but for a while, the body, because Eric was then running his own pilot of having the kind of a boat transformational program be, you know, after a while fit, then, you know, how you can then further strengthen your, your health. So. Eric, I think he, he is also one of uh, one of the, the guys that they really like. Uh, but I would need to check my app, honestly, like to see because there were so, so many things there, uh, what they went through. And there are so many those that I would really like from, for example, Evercoach uh, Arena because they sign up to that like Michael Neal. I would love to listen to it, etc. Also, you know, there are some super cool. Okay, yes, of course. Um, uh, with, um, you know, hypnotherapy and abundance. Also, this is something that I have followed. Uh, and also read the book with Marisa Peer. This is, uh, this is also something that is, it was really cool. Quantum jumping uh, was a cool one. Uh, modern Ki- Qigong, I, I started, I never, I never finished. And, and all this kind of, uh, you know, business-wise that are on the agenda, I haven't went through it actually. I have it on my to-do list, but I focused on something that is less of a uh, businessy. That's awesome. I like the Shafali one too. Like as a parent, it just it makes you realize, man, I do not want to just repeat the same patterns over and over again. And my problems or my not problems, but my thing, whatever, my stuff. I. Like, that's not my kid's stuff, right? And so I don't want to be putting my stuff onto my kid because the kid's just a kid. Um, it doesn't make it less hard, though, right? The fact no. that we read and listen, et cetera, and um, we know, but, like, to apply it is, like, uh, you know, everyday work. Oh, yeah, it's always work. And you kind of touched on it earlier. I'm a firm believer, like you do the work on yourself and it's it's a never ending journey. It doesn't stop. And um, but once you do it and you start to see the results of your own work, it's you don't want to stop. You want to keep going. Uh, I think maybe before I ask my last question, is there anything you want to talk about that we didn't get to? Yeah, I wanted to ask you, you know, uh what's your view and what's your t- take uh, you know from all this like you know how how would this help you evolve oh my god i don't know where i'd be without my valley dr joe but um yeah like i i definitely grew up and had a fixed mindset and i just kind of thought everybody did and i didn't know that like i just thought here's your job you should be happy you got this house and you're supposed to be just happy with what you got and that you don't get to really create it. And so once I started with, it's funny, I started with Marissa Peer in Mind Valley and then the sixth phase. And I actually didn't like Marissa Peer. I signed up for it, but then I didn't like it. Um, I don't know. But then I, I got into the sixth phase 
couple of years later, I went back to Marissa Pierre, but through doing the six phase, I started seeing stuff. And then the M, uh, three MIQs, like I wrote my list and it, we're just past three years and like everything on my list came true, except it came true even better than I could imagine. And so again, it goes back to you do the work and you see the results and then it wants you, my whole thing is 90 days at a time. So once you do those 90 days and you start seeing the results right away, then next 90, next 90, next 90, all the time. And so where I was five years ago, I'm not sure if you read my story in here, but it's like, it's insane. I, you touched on it earlier actually about how you went for a year and then after taking people would be like, oh, you're a different person. And the people I used to hang out with, if I see them now, they're like, who's this guy? Like, what happened to the other guy? You know what I mean? And so sky's the limit as far as I'm concerned. And I'm looking forward to just making more books and contributing. And I think serving, that's a big thing too, right? Like <clears throat> the second, because my story is actually called What We Focus On Expands. And I was focused on my pain all the time, all day long. And because of that, it just expanded. And then the second that I took my attention off of me and started focusing on others, it started by donating blood and I donated blood. And then I'm thinking about other people and giving and saving lives and keeping it going. And that just evolved into like volunteer work and then coaching. And so I think the second that you take the attention off of yourself and put it on serving others, how can I help others? Then that expands. And yeah, sky's definitely the limit here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, so my final question would be, how can people reach you? I'm always available over uh, the LinkedIn or like uh, social medias, but like, you know, I, I know for, for a fact that, uh, uh, you know, there are mysterious ways life, uh, has, and if things has to be there to happen they will happen so you know if uh, we need to get in contact we will get in contact wow thank you i got i just have one more thing i was thinking about since you have kids um we play this game at night time or at the dinner table sorry and it's called cherry pit huh? and we go around the table every day and we talk about the cherry the best part of our day and the pit the worst part of our day i hope the goal hopefully is that there's not too many pits and more cherries, but it's just, I noticed that like the kids love to do it and it's like a, a such a cool exercise. And so I just wanted to share that with you before we say goodbye. That's fantastic. Uh, I absolutely love it. Let me, let me try to, to embed it, um, uh, with a, with a little one. We're trying this, but he's still not. Well, you know, vocalizing that much. He's three year old, so he's like, well, he's not what he wants. And I'm doing my best to tell him, oh, what was the good part of the day? What happened? So that's actually a great um, stuff for future. Yeah. Natasha, I'm so grateful for your time today. Thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me. It was a pleasure as always to, to talk to you and, uh, you know, share the views. Thank you. Thank you.